0: Hey everybody, it's Charity coming to you with another episode of the Badass Women of Promo Podcast. I want to thank you guys all for being here and I also want to give a shout out to our two main sponsors, All Made, the great fine folks over there serving up some t-shirts made from recycled plastic bottles and also face masks. So hit them up at allmade.com and then also Common Skew. They do a great job providing a ERP order entry system with a social component for the promotional products industry. If you're looking for a solution for processing orders with a social media component to it, check them out at commonskew.com. Today, I am super excited to have a good friend of mine um, on the podcast with me today. You may or may not know her, but hopefully, you'll have a great appreciation and respect for her like I do after hearing this. Welcome to the program from Bell Promo, Susan Lewandowski. How are you, Susan?
1: I'm great. Cherry, how are you today?
0: I'm living the dream in uh, sunny Arizona in quarantine.
1: <laughs> How <Nice>. about you? Staying <laughs> here in sunny, sunny South Florida in quarantine. Like, you know, I've got to be quarantined. It's a good place to be quarantined.
0: Right? <laughs> you know, I was saying that until this weekend, we're supposed to hit 102. And I'm like, well, I guess if we're going to be quarantined, <laughs> then it'll, it'll keep us inside when it's too hot to leave house. So,
1: exactly. Exactly. Uh, super Thank fun. you so much for having me on I'm here. I'm, I really, um, I really appreciate it.
0: I'm super excited to have you on. I think, obviously, we know that there is some controversy surrounding the company that you work for, but I think a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to meet you, and I know we met in person at uh, the Women's Leadership Conference, so I just wanted to have you on and give everybody in the world the opportunity to meet you and get to know you like I do, so thanks for being on. Um, I guess to get started, give us a little bit of a history of uh, who the heck you are, how long you've been in promo. Um, and all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, so I, it'll be 30 years that I've been in promo um, this August, believe it or not. So fast. Very, very fast, you know, so it's, you know, I started with, um, I started basically, you know, after I got married and started with ASI and was with ASI for almost 23 years working on the supplier sales side, then doing some trade show stuff. So a lot of different projects with them over the years. Um, And then after that, I um, went on to work with different service providers who do the outsourcing and things like um, order entry, um, you know, outsourcing that type of stuff, and then was uh, fortunate to work for DARD Products, which was out of Chicago, and then landed, had a great opportunity and was recruited, really, from, from there to Bell Promo, which was just a great opportunity and just something that I think has changed me as a person. Um, in a lot of ways, um, when I first got introduced to the women's leadership, it was back in about, I'm going to say like five or six years ago. And I was at transition in my career and I was, you know, trying to figure out what do I do next. And, um, I went to that conference really looking for guidance and was, had never been before. So was very scared, intimidated, um, but the women were amazing and so supportive and it changed me. It changed my life. It changed who I am. I think it brought me confidence that I never knew I had. And it really just made the difference for me. So I, I left there feeling like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. And um, it really just made a difference. I mean, it's it's amazing when you're with women, how they can lift you up. I mean, I know it's it's crazy to say, and some people think, oh, I don't want to be a part of that. But really it it was an amazing experience because, it started from the minute you walked in and being new and the openness and the ability of people just really wanting to see you succeed and give you advice. I just, I thought it was amazing. And totally so agree
0: with you there that isn't that weird. Like I was so, so hesitant to go to my first women's leadership conference because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to spend three days with a room full of only women. And you know, sometimes, you know, I love women. I love all of us. We're great, but you never know what to expect because whether it's women or not, going into a room full of people you've not been around before, it can be so intimidating. You don't know what people are going to think. Is there going to be judgment? You know, are people going to snicker at me or, you know, whatever? And that was the most rewarding thing for me, I think, was walking into that room and just feeling nothing but acceptance. So I'm glad you experienced that too.
1: I did. And I've been to everyone since. So that's how much it's really, and I'm so supportive of it. Um, but I think it also gave me, so when I was, when the headhunter looked for me at Bell Promo, I wasn't looking and I, you know, general manager, I'd have to relocate to Florida. This is big supplier. Um, I knew, you know, the background and, you know, what was interesting, I'm like, I think I'm 50% qualified for this job, <laughs> <laughs> not a hundred percent. And I just, i was really authentic. And it was like, okay, let's just do this. Who knows what's going to happen? We always need interview experience, right? So just start going, you know, doing the interviews. Yeah. I I was kind of like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be because it was literally going to be moving from Pittsburgh to Florida. And I'd lived there my entire life, raised my family there. So it was going to be a big move. So when I came down and I did the on-site interview and I met with Cy and I met with um, Alan and you know, I was just so impressed with everybody there, um, the way that they're running their facility, you know, what their, their mission is and, and how they're really trying to, you know, make a difference in the industry. And they offered me the job and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so at first, but then now that I'm here, I'm like, yeah, I was meant for this job. And I, um, and it's me, but I think having the strength for my connections to, talk to the people that I care about the most and those women that, you know, I, that are mentors to me and to really talk to them and say, you know, what do you think? And, you know, and they were all so supportive. Everybody was supportive. It was like, yes, you can do this. So you're going to be great at this. And I really feel like I have been great at it.
0: Yeah, I think, well, and what I, I love about you too, I know, like I said, we first met actually during Women's Leadership Um, I think I had stood up and kind of given some details about what I was uh, coming to the conference with, obviously, and struggling with some personal issues, having gone through a divorce and um, just some, you know, some tough stuff. People think, you know, we have our lives so easy sometimes that they don't realize, hey, my, you know, my ex had some addiction issues and there were some other things going on and it's painful to go through that. So we put a smile on our face and we do what we need to do. We'll be strong for our kids and our clients and our everything. And I had shared that and um, you'd come up to me and and we had some great conversation after that. And it was so good to get to know you. But I think what is so fun about you, I definitely admire you from the standpoint of I know your heart. And I've been fortunate enough to kind of get to know you and just kind of talk to you in a couple of conversations. And I know that you also have to be a very strong woman to Um, sign up for the position that you did. I think you have done such an an incredible job being such a good ambassador for Bell Promo. Obviously, as the industry, we kind of know the history, yeah, I don't think people know enough of the history. Being from Promo Kitchen, obviously, uh, we actually did a great interview with Alan Tabaski talking yeah. about yeah. Um, how you how Bell Promo actually came into the industry and they started as a distributor. So it's kind of like they didn't want to cut off the nose despite the face, kind of a thing. And um, there's a number of companies that have grown in that same regard. And so when you really learn the history, it becomes a lot easier to figure out, you know, and, and give a lot more grace. And not everybody does it perfect, but I think what I love is that you have come in and been such a bright shining light and everybody that has a comment or a question or in anything you come in with such grace and you're so diplomatic. (laughs) And I don't know that if I was under that same kind of pressure, Um, obviously I I put on a smiling face for a lot of things and try to be as diplomatic as possible, but that has to be constant pressure. And do you feel like that is, um, do you think that being female, like, have you had any um, maybe unique challenges because of your female in that position? Or do you think, like, that's been helpful for you or take gender um, out of it? Like, <laughs> no, I, you know,
1: I, I'll be honest. No, I, I do think, I think it has helped. I think I, am, I bring a sense of authenticity, compassion, um, understanding Um, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about me personally or what, you know, what I've overcome or what I've had, you know, our lives. And again, it's, you know, we all have a history. Life's messy. I mean, nothing's ever easy and it's, it's messy, but you know, I grew up with a, I grew up, I'm one of five, um, big age difference between my sisters and my brother and I, like 13 years, but my mother had polio. Oh,
0: wow.
1: And she got polio three weeks after my third sister was born because she she was somebody who cared about other people and she went next door to see if this family needed anything. And the girl had polio. And so, you know, my mom contracted polio, very similar to what we're doing with the coronavirus and so now. Mm -hmm. Um, So here she is, she's just been married three years. She's got three small children and she gets polio and she has to be away from her family and, you know, goes and has to be in rehab for a year and has to come back and, you know, be a part of her husband and her family's life and, take charge. And my mother's always been a take charge person. I mean, she never let her disabilities define her. She always, you know, she started her own business. She learned how to drive. She managed the house. My dad did all the work. I mean, my dad was a superintendent of schools. He went to work and, and she raised us. And so I think that, you know, I've, I've been able to come over things of diversity or things of, you know, where people just are different. So, I think I take that a little bit with Bell Promo. Maybe that's part of it. We're different. We're not like everybody else. We're we're a different type of company. Most people, you know, don't understand us and don't want to know. They're 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 live they're living on what is a rumor, not fact. And I think that maybe because of how I grew up, people would always assume, oh, your mom's handicapped for you, you can't do anything, yada yada. And that's not the case. Until you get to know somebody, can you really determine what their capabilities and what they can do? I mean, she owned her own used bookstore for fifteen years. She started it with a bunch of paperback books, and and was very very successful. So, we can't let things we can't let things that people assume to define who we are. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I, I really can completely relate with that story well one when you said that your your family and you and your siblings are so far apart in age um that's exactly where we are so all together there were six of us um one of our sisters died when she was just a couple days old but my sisters um i have uh, nine and eleven years older than me and wow. then we have a brother in between that got put up for adoption that we just found recently and uh we have my older sister who's 57 so she's uh I'm just going to say older than me. <laughs> 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 I'm still the baby sister. Gosh, darn it. Um, um, and
1: I love that role, by the way. I am still the baby sister, and I cherish it every day cause my brother's five years older than I am, and my sisters are 10, 11, 12, 13, but
0: yeah it makes a, it makes a difference and i mean obviously some people have heard my life story and some people haven't but my dad went to jail um because i was abused when i was 3 yeah. leaving my mom to raise me and my sisters um and so you know, she was gone all the time and she never really made a great career for herself. And I I feel bad for her in that sense because she continues to live that story. Oh, I was so stupid. Oh, I wish I could have. i never did anything, whatever. Um, And that's the story that she tells herself. And so she feels very disempowered, but I see it the other way. And that, you know, she taught me that you can survive on your own, no matter the adversity mm-hmm. that is thrown at you and you have children at home, you do what you have to do. You go to work and you work three jobs and okay, they're never going to see you. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not learning from you. And so my mom feels terrible about herself sometimes. And she always continues to say that. And I just, I feel like the reason that I am the way that I am and because I I watched her Um, Even though she didn't achieve the things maybe she had hoped to achieve in her life, um, she taught me so much about just being a fighter and just being strong and coming into things, like you said, with such a different perspective, giving people grace and um, not necessarily making a snap judgment on who somebody is based off of your perception of what the situation is now, because you don't know maybe Mm -hmm. what brought them to the place that they're in. And I think that applies to individuals. But as you mentioned, I think it also applies to companies and we are very different now, I think as individuals and businesses, as we were in the past. And so that bias, if we give ourselves a chance to, um, maybe perceive things as they are or what they have evolved into instead of what we have known them to be, uh, there's a, a huge opportunity. And so I love that. I love watching you. And I know, like I said, I know it can't be easy, but I love watching you handle things the way that you do and just bringing that um, a spirit of authenticity and transparency and inviting people to come and say, maybe things were different in the past, but here's how they are now. Come and see for yourself. I invite you in, be part of the story. And that's, I think that's massive. I don't know that many people would have the courage to do that, but I admire you greatly that, and I, that you do. Well,
1: <laughs> and I do. And I, I do think it's, I do think it's part of being a woman. I think women are stronger when it comes to um, diversity and adverse avar- and, and things of conflict. Um, I think that we're strong in a lot of ways. I mean, and I think that this industry is now finally seeing the power of the women. Um, I don't think that that was there. It certainly wasn't there 30 years ago. I don't think it was there 15 years ago. I don't even think it was there 10 years ago. I think it's been in the last five years that I've really seen a change in the way the industry is seeing a woman.
0: I would agree um, with that. I was just talking to uh, Lisa Bibb earlier. Um, she's going to be on an earlier podcast and that we were just talking about that. She said she started in like 1989 and we were talking about just the differences being a female in the sales force back then. And I really give it up to people, um, you know, like Joanne Lance and, uh, you know, even Brittany David's a little younger, but, you know, obviously still in executive positions that are just showing the world and the industry that we can, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs>
1: you know I, and I, and, I, and I look for and and I look for the time when we're when we are when there are even more women leaders in in positions of large companies large service provider companies large associations and taking it to the next level i think because you know we are as as you even see what's coming in now the people that are coming into the industry now the young people they're they're women Mm-hmm. There are some men, but there are a lot of women coming in, and they're coming in with and wanting to be leaders, wanting to. I mean, it's it's so evident when you look at um, the volunteers for stuff, when you look at volunteers for who are who are stepping up as volunteers. It's young people who are stepping up as volunteers, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's amazing. You know, look at I was just I was reading, I was just going back and listening to the one that you had with Kate Plummer, and. You know, promo kitchen and where it was a few years ago, and now look at where your your board is. It's it's mostly yeah. women.
0: Yeah, uh, that's. <clears throat> I was just going to say that as we're talking about people coming in, young women with opinions, and um, not only just opinions and ideas, but the willingness to take action to implement those ideas and that's been the most inspiring thing to watch like you mentioned with Kate we have Johanna um, and they've really just kind of come in and and taken over and their powerhouses and work choruses and there's a lot to say about that for sure. And so really appreciate seeing these younger women coming in. Even taking it back to women's leadership, we were talking about um just going to women's leadership conference. And within even the last couple of years, maybe three years, I just started three years ago, but um between the first one that I went to and the next one, I was astonished to walk in the room and see so many new faces of women that I didn't know and young women that I didn't know. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty rare for me to walk into a room and be so
1: amazed by that. And, it, and yeah, it, it is, it, it's, it's, it's awe inspiring. And the fact that some of these women who are now showing leadership roles and getting involved their first time, I, I remember them being their first time at the, at the women's leadership. So mm-hmm. I think that the more that we can empower women and promote women and help them and mentor them and give them what the tools that they need to feel like they, you know, that they're there. There was actually one, I'll never forget this saying, and I think it was, I don't know, somebody from BIC that was speaking at the time. I can't remember who it was. And she said, how to make, it was the session was, how to make a seat for yourself at the boardroom table. And I just thought it was just a great session because of, here are the things that you need to do to make, empower yourself and to make yourself a seat at the boardroom table. And I think that that, I think we need to be doing that. I think we need to be giving ourselves permission to have a seat.
0: or to, Yeah, to make a seat too. To I, make a seat. I love, love, love that you brought that up because I think that is such a massive undertaking or a massive point to make that we sometimes, I think as women, but I just think as people in general, it's not just women. No, it's not. We we wait for permission or we wait for somebody to invite us when we don't realize that more often than not, we need to be the catalyst. And there's the book that's um, go for no. And -hmm. basically it's like by asking the worst thing that somebody can say is no, but the chances of them saying, yeah, if you're willing to make it happen or yes, go ahead. um, are. I mean, it's just, it's such a an important thing to learn that if a seat at the table isn't being offered to you, but you want a seat at the table, then make one, invite yourself in and, you know, bring your good ideas. And you might not make your way in, you know, right at the first thing, but more often than not, people that are fantastic leaders, people that are visionaries, people that are, you know, successful, completely understand the kind of reach back, you know, lift as you lift as you climb mentality where they reach a hand back and help somebody underneath them because they see you as an equal. It's not like, Oh, you're beneath me peon. You know, it's like, come be my servant. It's no, it's like, Hey, you have something to bring to the table. Let me hear your fresh ideas. And the the best visionaries understand that. And that's what I learned at promo kitchen was. Yeah, My ideas matter. When I'm sitting on a, a, an executive leadership team phone call with Larry Cohen from AXIS and Mark Graham and Danny Rosen and uh, Robert Five Ash and Dale Denham and me. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, here's this great idea. And, of course, here's me and my loud mouth. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. And Larry's like, well, tell us a little bit more, Charity. That's a great idea. I'm like, really? Larry Cohen's telling me that's a great idea. And here it's like, who am I? You know, but that's the cool thing is that, you know, I – my, the people that matter, I think, value the opinions of other people because they're people and they see yeah. them for what they are and what their potential is, not that they're, you know, anyway. So a little off tangent there, but or off track. But no, there.
1: but no, but it's interesting because I tell, I, I say this, you know, I'm like, the, if you never ask the question, the answer is always going to be no. And I 100%. tell my team that, and I've told my family that, I've told my kids, I'm like, you have to ask the question because if you don't ask it, then it's automatically no. I might say no, but it's, you know, I might say yes. So, And it's the same thing with ideas like I and I'm trying to empower my team because, you know, we have about half women, half men, but to empower and they're younger and empowering them with, you know, take control of the take control, especially in the customer service, you know, take control of that order, take control of that customer. I want to empower you to make decisions. You don't need to come to me with every decision, Mm -hmm. but, you know, make the decision. What do you think is going to be right for the customer? And um, so I'm a little disappointed that it's canceled this year, Women's Leadership, because I was bringing my customer service manager, Marilyn, for oh. the first time. and uh, so it's a little disappointing that I'm not going to get to share that with her because I think that she's, you know, she's part of that next group of growing, and she's, you know, I'm grooming her for the next, the next phase. So, um, and this year we did trade shows, which we didn't do trade shows. We did the um, one-on-ones, the and the promo- and stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I brought her with us and Belle's never done anything like that. Belle's never invested in that. So I started small and I brought her in and it's just really changed. It just brought a whole new light for her. She's just so much more understanding of the industry, understanding of, of who we are, what the, what really is out there, what the perception and overcoming it. And um, I think it's empowered her a little bit too. So I feel confident in her response to people.
0: Well, 2021. We are all going to have to be there with bells oh on and gosh, double support. On. I can't wait to to do that. The other thing that we um, have in the works, and I was so disappointed, is that um, I don't think we've talked about this before on a podcast yet, so the, everybody's hearing it for the first time you know, publicly, but we actually are uh, having a Badass Women of Promo podcast retreat. I know, I um, said I
1: wanted to do that, so when is that?
0: So Well, it was supposed to be this weekend, (laughs) Um, but we actually, before I could even go to the site visit, there were a number of different things that had happened, and then we had rescheduled the site visit, and then everything kind of went crazy and haywire. And so we weren't even able to book it, but it's a glamping thing. I'll give away a couple of details. Uh, it's glamping, it's indoor glamping, uh, which is really, really cool. And have got some amazing speakers that were lined up. The the facility can actually only hold about 60 people and between just the few people that I talked to about potentially sponsoring it and some other different things, we were almost all the way full. So it wasn't getting advertised just because we didn't have a whole lot of space for everybody, but, um, I've already talked to the venue and we're talking about rescheduling it as soon as we can, you know, for next year, depending on things. But, um, yeah, it's really, it was super disappointing to not be able to do that, but I'm trying to figure out, I know that, like, Skewcon, they're doing, like, a SKUCon at home thing, which I think is super cool for, like, 20 bucks, you can sign up, and then there's, like, a day of talking, and um, mm-hmm. some great speakers lined up, so I'm hoping that maybe we can do something similar, um, you know, a big, you know, I don't know, pajama party or some, some wine and, and something at home, uh, you know, good talk with some good speakers too. do something electronically, but I don't know, I, it's so important and I'm so glad that you have seen the value in it and um, I just think, you know, more of these things definitely need to, need to happen and if you haven't gone, not that I want to make this a huge commercial for women's leadership, but I want to make it a huge commercial for women's leadership just because some of my best friendships have become Yeah. You know, so important and valuable because of the the time that we have, and it's not just sitting. I think that's the other thing. Um, it's not just sitting and like listening to people drone on and talk all day either. It's the conversations no, it's you not. have over breakfast. It's the diner rounds and. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, you know, you know what it is is that this industry. I mean, it's the most. It's the industry that hugs. I mean, they're, they're going to have a hard time because this industry no. where competitors actually help each other. I mean. You could be at a trade show or at an event, and your competitor is right next to you, but they're they're going to help you do whatever you have to do. It's the industry, and most people don't understand that when they come into the industry. I warn, <laughs> I, I warn them. I've warned them, you know, that this is how it is. But really, for women, you know, you are ways of really con- connecting with each other are through trade shows or um, different events that happen either regionally. And so, really, it was you know, the trade shows that would bring us together or a regional something, or if we were doing something for an end buyer show or something like that. So there really wasn't a lot of times. And and so I really feel like even with the national leadership and the power summit, it really still was not a good, it didn't really help those women who really needed to shine. So um, I think it's, it's allowed women to really build relationships beyond just a trade show or a different event and to really, talk about different things, especially now with what's going on and the multitasking. And, you know, some of these women are working from home with their kids home. Now they're trying, now they have to, you know, tutor them, teach them, you know, and they don't have, you know, so there's going to be a lot of juggling. So I think, you know, having these events for women is going to become even more important, even if it's, you know, via a Zoom or something like that, because I do think that women are going to need our support more than ever, because the role for them is, is changing even greater personally and professionally for them.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because um, I have always valued teachers, 100%. I've known from a very long time that I, as perfect as I was as a parent when my children were little, just kidding, um, <laughs> definitely was not, um, you know, it's like I, I did work very hard to be able to stay home, whatever, but as soon as I started I'm a career girl through and through. I love my job. I love my children, but I also know that I don't have the patience um, to be a, you know, a a homeschool teacher at all. I just expect people to know how to do things. And I'm not very good at like, (laughs) sometimes I can mentor and educate and things like that. But if people don't get it, people don't see that I have a very low tolerance (laughs) for that. (laughs) And so like, I have always, always, always valued teachers. And I have to tell you right now, I'm so, so thankful that my daughter is, in her teenage years, and she is self-sufficient um, actually before we just got on this call, obviously uh, she right. kind of made a guest appearance behind me and said she just woke up and now it's twelve thirty PM. However, all of her schoolwork does get done and I don't have to babysit that she knows how to use a computer. If I'm busy, she can feed herself. And I honestly give it up to the women, um, who are working either in our industry or not. And Any they have computer. multiple children at home or children who are young at home or, I don't even know. I would be losing my freaking mind. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm already losing my mind with my fiance home. And I know you have a bunch of people now, too, with your college age kids home from,
1: right? So, part of my career, 20, probably 20 years of it, I worked from home for ASI. So, you know, once I had my children, we were able to move back to Pittsburgh and, you know, because I wanted to be near my family. And so I worked from home and I was very fortunate to not have to have, you know, do daycare and I was able to stay at home with them. But, the challenge is very, very real. And if you've never, if if it isn't a choice that you consciously made, and now you're thrown into it, um, we have to support these women more so than ever, because I at least knew what I was getting myself into. And it was a conscious choice that I had made. But it's very difficult to be having a call, having a kid run through the door, especially, you know, right now and wanting your attention and not understanding that, you know, you're trying to work And you have to do this and, you know, screaming in the background or the dog barking in the background when you're having a call. You know, there's so many things that are going on that I do think that people are going to be a little bit more understanding having these calls with people. But still, how do I juggle it at the end of the day? We're working harder than we've ever worked before. We're working longer hours. Where is the Mm -hmm. work-life balance when you've now taken your work life and brought it into your home life?
0: Right. And you can't like pick up and, you know, my biggest thing, um, I'm doing okay. I mean, the same thing. I've worked from home for 10 years. So for me, it's nothing You know, I've always worked long hours. Um, but you're right. I very distinctly chose that life in the very beginning and knew that there was hope and there was light at the end of the tunnel. And my daughter was going to go to school. And <laughs>
1: now I miss those
0: times when she was little as well. But there's a, a, a striking amount of depression that comes along with um and I'll put it out there like sometimes I feel like it's almost like a prison sentence and I hate to say that because I don't mean it to sound like that. But when you can't leave your house because your child needs daycare. And, yes. you know, you are constantly feeling you always have to be on. Like you can't even, I mean, that you know, there's always the memes and things like that where it's like you're in the bathtub and the kids are like, mom, mom, mom. I'm like, that's yes. reality.
1: Like that is
0: a, a huge reality. It's like you just don't ever get a break sometimes and it can be very depressing. And, um, you know, I was fortunate that my mom lived close. And so she was able to help me with my kids, my son, i know a lot of people don't know, um, I have a stepson Mm -hmm. and, um, I had him, I raised him from three months to 15 years old. And then he went to live with his mom after, uh, his dad and I divorced and, um, he's 19 now, but, um, you know, so both my kids, my mom was able to come over and help me, but I don't know that I would have been, um, as successful as I was without having that support. And there are a lot of, people that don't have that kind of support system and then add to it the fact that like hey we are working at home we're living at home we're playing at home everything is at home Yeah, massive I think that's you know just a huge huge thing um and then you mentioned something else and I totally spaced what I was going to say but it was kind of important and I'm sure it'll come back to me but anyway yeah just the idea that um yeah, there's just nowhere to go, like within these four walls. And I think, and as the kids get older, like you said, you know, hopefully it becomes a little easier. I know what I was going to say now. You mentioned the um, dogs barking and the kids screaming and everything going on. And you're hoping that people will give, you know, other people grace, or we've seen a lot of people giving other people grace. Like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Like no big deal. But I think the the one important thing that I would love for all women listening this to learn is that more than other people giving us grace, we need to give ourselves that same oh, amount of grace. We need to be okay.
1: Absolutely. We need like, to be okay. We, we need, need to be, be okay. okay. <laughs> we do. We, and we need to be okay with admitting that this is hard. You know, a lot of times what I have found with, and, and why the women's leadership has been so wonderful from, or the women, the, the group of women that I have now surrounded myself with is that they're allowing me to have grace there and I'm allowing myself to have grace. I have faults. I'm not happy. I don't have a good, I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not. And I think that that's something that um, has taken me a long time to get to, you know, I'm going to be 55. Yes. I'm going to be 55 in a few weeks, but it's taken me a long time to accept exactly who I am. And this is who I am. and, And this, you can either, and, and I'm not going to have a good day some days and some days I'm not, And am sometimes I'm a great day, but that doesn't mean that I'm any less of who I am.
0: Right. 100%. And I think that when we give ourselves permission to love ourselves as we are and to love the background noise and the bright orange hair and the, what else we have going on? Like realizing that as much as people would love to pretend or not even pretend, like we just want to keep it together as much as we, we don't want to pretend. We really want to have it together. Um, as much as we try and want to, that well, there, is, there is no perfect storybook. You know, some people do have it together a lot more than others. I think they show up and, you know, they, they've got their hair done and their makeup done. And they, I know I'm, sometimes I'm one of those people. Um, but a lot of times I'm not, most of the time, yes. pretty much well, not.
1: <laughs> and, I think, and, and, and for all those women who have teenagers and are getting into this phase where school balancing, figuring out what they're doing and, you know, don't don't worry so much about the glass house. Just love your kids. Be there for them. Know that they're going to make mistakes. Know that they've got to run their own path, but it's okay. But don't worry about what the other person is thinking about you. Don't worry about what other parents think, what other women think, because you do you. You do yourself well. You love your children. You'll do everything that you possibly can for them.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. And yeah, same for us and same for other women and just give yourself yeah. grace, give other people grace. The whole, whole word of the day here. Exactly. People is, exactly. exactly. <laughs> this podcast um, is brought to you by the word grace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so was there anything else that I could, you know, share with you? I, I, you know, I, this has been an amazing experience for me and thank you very much for considering me A badass woman. So I I take great pride in that.
0: You are definitely 100% a badass woman. And I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. I won't take too much more of your time. But I do have one last question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. And that question is, if you had to pick one person in the industry to nominate as a badass woman of promo, who would you nominate? And why?
1: So um, I would probably it'd be My mentor, it would probably be there'd be two people because I do think that there are two people. Can I do two? Because it would be hard for me to pick one versus two. (laughs) Um Chris Lovell, she's been with ASI, she's been my mentor, she's been with her as long as I have, and she is just an amazing badass woman. Um if you've ever had the opportunity to talk to her and to, you know, see she has broken barriers in this industry um, that I think, you know, are kudos to her. Um you know, she's really, she, she's done the work balance. She's worked really hard. She made a name for herself and, uh, and she's, you know, very well respected in the industry. Um, so she's, she's somebody that I'd say. And the other one would be um, somebody that just came into my life later in life, but that would be um, Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie Sandy. Um, she's been in the industry, she's family business with Dard products, but she's really made a, a name for herself. And she's just a woman who has taken women Diversity to the next level, and I just really respect that. And I think that she's an amazing woman who, um, you know, has had some, some difficult things to uncover, but, and, but she's just amazing, and she's just, just a badass woman I wouldn't want to mess with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that both two women who have done a lot for paving the way for women in the industry and They really
1: um, have. They've done they've done amazing things and, and they were, you know, nominated. Bonnie's been on the cover of Counselor Magazine and been nominated for different things long before, you know. Um, but I think they're two women who have led the way and, and that I respect and I think that are totally badass women.
0: Amazing. I love this so much. Thank you so much for bringing them up and for honoring them with that. I'll make sure that we let them know for sure. And thanks for being on and everybody thank who's you on. So much. Oh, thank you. I just, I, I love it. I love you. I love everything that you're doing. I love and, you
1: too. <laughs> you're, you're, you're amazing. I mean, you, you've just, you've inspired me beyond um, anything. You, you're helping me to get out of my comfort zone with the podcast, social media, Um, You've encouraged me, you've supported me during this time when it is hard with the Bell Promo, you know, background, but you've always been there and you're my biggest advocate and the women in this industry have really kind of taken their arms around me and supported me 100% of the way and I can't ask for anything more than that. I'm very, very blessed.
0: Thank you so much. It's really a joy and a pleasure and I'm just being happy to, happy to know you and happy to help and if there's ever anything else I can do for you, please, please let me know.
1: I will, I will. Thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you. Thank you for your time and everybody out there listening. Thank you so much for just being here and um, listening along with us. I want to encourage you to please uh, follow us on social media. If you have not already, Badass Women of Promo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're pretty much everywhere that you are. You can also jump on to badasswomenofpromo.com. And there you can see past episodes and listen to those as well as some blog posts along the way. Um, and also jump in and nominate somebody as a badass winner promo, or give us your advice on how to be a badass. So with that, I am going to take off here and let you get back to your day, but thank you so much for being part
1: of the
0: podcast. Thank you.
1: Have a great day. Bye.
0: You too. Bye Bye.